Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the John 1 Gospel reading. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, I'll be home for Christmas. That really is the theme for today. Whether you realize it or not, we are already home. Already home with God. But Pastor Aaron, this isn't my home. Yeah, I get it. You did not wake up here. You did not shower here. You did not scramble your eggs here. At least I don't think you did. <laughs> but when you left your house, you really never left home. You did not leave home. See, Christmas is a time to expand our imagination for what home actually is. From beginning to end, in the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible, this is the message. We don't come home. Home comes to us. Home comes to you and comes to me. Now we're talking about God's home, of course. And we see God's home in the beginning, come to our first parents, Papa Adam, Mama Eve. In the very beginning, the Word made this world to be His home, a home filled with love and life and light for the Adams family to uh, bask in and find such joy and delight. Now, now, the evangelist John doesn't really start at the beginning. I know that's what it says, the beginning, but, but he takes us even before Genesis 1-1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. The Word. The Word is a person. A person who existed before the foundation of the world. The Word is God and was with God. With God. With God the Father. The Word, of course, is God's Son. And you heard that from the sermonator himself, the one who wrote that sermon called Hebrews. Hebrews 1.5. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Now there has never been a time when God the Father and God the Son were not at home with each other. A living, loving, lasting, blessed union and communion... And the, and the Father and the Son, they don't, they don't want to be all alone. They want more persons to enjoy the warmth and the welcome and the wonder of their hearth and home forever. And so creation. And so creation. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Now here's Genesis 1. And two, in a nutshell, through the word, through the word, the world was made to be God's home. His home where he could dwell with man and man could dwell with him. A home that came first to Papa Adam, Mama Eve, 
A home where the children of Adam, the Adam's family, was to soak up and bask in the life and the light and the love of God forever. See, God did not create humanity for novelty or for self-sufficiency, but so that his love could be received and reciprocated for all eternity. We were created for love. It's as easy as that and as simple as that. Or as difficult as that. There we go. We were created for love. Easy as that? As difficult as that. But then there's Genesis chapter 3, right? <laughs> the saddest chapter in human history. Papa Adam and Mama Eve, they, <laughs> they, don't, they don't choose love and light and life. They choose, rather, hatred, darkness, and death. See, they envision God as this you know, self-serving, greedy ogre whose home needed an extreme makeover, how wrong they were. The Adams family loved the darkness and damaged this world beyond recognition, making it, humanly speaking, impossible to pull off restoration. Now, you know what, uh, what started the home wrecking. You know that. You know what started the home wrecking. <laughs> A crunch heard around the world. Teeth puncturing the, the skin of that forbidden fruit. Rupturing that blessed union and communion between God and man. Don't eat. When, when God said that, don't eat. He wasn't being stingy. He was giving the Adams family opportunity to choose, well, love, light, and life. They had no reason not to choose love, life, and light. They had it made. They had all their needs met. They had it really, really good, actually. No matter where they walked, there was fruit. Fruit for them, fruit that was filling and fulfilling. All of creation, just you know, one ginormous table where they could sit down with God and God could sit down with them to chit-chat it up and chug down and chow down with them, with us. But all that, was thrown away by a single meal. One meal at the forbidden tree. Choosing hatred ushered us into a world filled with darkness and death. This, this uh, trio, hatred, darkness, death, just, you know, sledgehammers that, that wreck and ruin everything and everyone. And we have all participated in the carnage, taking up the sledgehammers of hatred and darkness and death. It's like, you know, the world is uh, one big rage room. Ever hear of these uh, rage rooms? Have you ever been to one? Does anyone want to admit that? <laughs> it's a room where you get to take a baseball bat and just go to town. Just break stuff. 
That's what the world often seems like. It's like, it's like we're all these little incredible hulks, you know? Hulk smash! Hulk smash! Hulk smash! Take downs, tear downs, look downs, let downs. We tear down people to make ourselves feel better, look better. We take down folks that are endangering our cash and cloud, our fame and fortune. We look down on those who don't look like us, sound like us, vote like us, believe like us. We let down folks that especially have let us down because we can be passive aggressive. <laughs> Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. <laughs> it seems as though there is no end to the ways that we can bash and, and beat and break one another. And the world is not made any better by our greed by our wanting to be in the lead, by our living however we want in word and deed. No matter what, though, the days of hatred, darkness, and death are numbered. We, we hear this in the text, John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We are not left home alone, like Macaulay Culkin, okay? We're not left home alone in this dark, decaying, damaged house of our, home, our own making. The word that made this house has become flesh to rebuild this house for all flesh. Now that really is the message of John 1.14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Before we clean up our act, before we get our quack, 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 ducks in a row, before we you know, end poverty and hunger, before we wipe out all the injustices in this world, before we could even welcome and want this God. The word that made this world and everything in it, every person in it, becomes a person himself. All people, all men and women and children, all the sons and daughters of Papa Adam and Mama Eve, the Adams family. Bone of our bone, flesh of our flesh, the creator becomes the creature. The, the infinite squeezes into the finite. God, taking up residence in the womb of the virgin. He's like us in every way, but without uh, S-I-N. Sin, no hatred, darkness, death, underneath his skin, only love, life, and light. What glory. It's hard to see. That's why there had to be a, a man on a mission, and that man named John the Baptist. John the Baptist! He's like, you know, this ginormous billboard that announces that God speaks his let there be light again. 
His let there be light through the one who is light to make everything in this world right. What a billboard John the Baptist is. <coughs> there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. John the Baptist points to the one who is the light of the world, the light, no darkness. No hatred, no death can overcome. Oh sure, uh, darkness tried. Hit Jesus with its best shot, right? Fired away. <laughs> On the Friday we call good. Darkness tried to snuff out the one who is the light of the world. Look at that cross and see Jesus drawing all men to himself. You are there. I'm there. We are crucified with Jesus. We die with Jesus. He not only draws all men to himself at the cross, he draws to himself all the world's violence and bloodshed, all the world's greed and selfishness, all the world's racism and prejudices, all the world's takedowns, teardowns, lookdowns, letdowns, all the world's hatred, darkness, and death. And then what does Jesus say in the Gospel of John? It's one word in the Greek, three in English. It is finished. It's finished. <coughs> hatred, darkness, death, days numbered. Defeated. Done. Life, love, light have won. That's the message of Easter morning, dear friends. An Easter morning. The light. The light that, that, that filled and saturated the Garden of Eden has spilled over into this world, has been unleashed into this world. The morning of Easter, it's a morning that really has no end. We are living in that morning right now, basking in the light, life, love of God. Let there be light. Now, we shouldn't be surprised that on that first Easter in the Gospel of John, Mary Magdalene thinks that Jesus is, is, is what? A mechanic. A carpenter. A gardener. How appropriate. He actually is the gardener. He's the new Adam who comes to be the new head of a new humanity that can't ever die. A new humanity, humanity that's all about love, life, light. He is the gardener who is cultivating this world to be his home right here, right now. Hospitable and habitable. We're already home, dear friends. We are home with God. No matter where you are, you are home with God, and I am home with him too. He's home with us. And the door to his home is open to everyone. The door is open to every face because the door was slammed in his face. Verses 9 through 11. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Dear friends, the lights are on. We're already 
inside. Basking in the light, finding such delight, knowing that our relationship with God has been made right by the blood of the Lamb. We belong to Him. Not as slaves, not as servants, not as sons and daughters of Adam and Eve, but rather as His sons. His daughters, released from sin, rescued from hatred, death, darkness, and we are released and rescued for a mission, a purpose, a vocation in this world. And that is to shine the glory of God, to reflect his glory, to be, you know, moons that, 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 that reflect him who is our sunshine, S-O-N shine. We get to shine, reflect, image his glory in this world. And in his glory is seen at the cross. It's not like the glory of this world. His glory is a glory that's all about selflessness, all about putting others first, all about getting down and getting our hands dirty, washing each other's feet. Dear friends, we have joined Jesus who is the light of the world in the start of making everything in this world right by shining, by reflecting his glorious light. For this is our children of God birthright. It all started in our baptism where with three splashes of promise hooked with the word, God said, let there be light! And his light shined over us and in us, making us his sons, his daughters of light, who shine with his light, his life and his life. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. I'll be home for Christmas. It's not a dream. It is reality. It's a fact, Jack. God's home comes down to us, has come down to us, and continues to come down to the people around us, through us, as we shine with God's glory, his life, light, light. His life, light, and love. Dear friends, your ordinary life, in mine, at least I consider my life pretty ordinary, shines with God's glory. Our ordinary lives shine with God's glory, a glory that will fill this creation, this world, completely and fully one day, when God makes that final coming down on the last day. Until then, Help those who are needy. Pray for those who are sickly. Invite those who are lonely. Comfort those whose eyes are teary. And there we can say, looky, looky! There! Don't you see it? There it is! The glory of God! God moving into our neighborhood with his life and love and light! His glory shining ever so brightly. And one day, 
And one day, every neighborhood will see the glory of God, for every neighbor will be the home of God. This is our destiny. This is the world's destiny. I'll be home for Christmas? <laughs> we already are. Now and always, come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.